We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Lakers Nation? Sean Davis here for LakersNation.com. Welcome to the LakersNation.com post post game show. Uh, we are still on kind of pins and needles for uh, the James Harden trade. So I'm I'm constantly I have I got to pull up my Trevor. I don't know what he calls it. Is it the tweet deck or something like that? So we can stay up to date on if anything does happen. It's probably expiring. So I think the biggest question everybody has is: Did they give up Terrence Mann? Did, who did they give up? There's obviously not a lot that they can give up, but yeah, they don't even have the pick. So I don't know. This could be a really, really interesting situation to keep an eye out on. But nonetheless, let's dive into tonight's game. This was a, a fun game for me because I scouted the magic and I felt like the magic, like this is, you had to get this game. I thought that the Lakers were the better team. I thought that the magic how they kind of want to play i thought kind of catered to what the lakers want to do on both ends and the lakers were able to gut out just grit out a win and that's all that matters really and like like trevor was saying on the lakers station live show that uh the magic are a better team i think people are giving them credit for like heading into tonight they were a top three defense they were again very very small sample size but a top three defense, the second best offensive rebounding team in the NBA in terms of offensive rebounding percentage. This team, like, that's a good team over there. And they're going to be a re- even better come next season, I believe. So, and, and they, they can very well be a playoff team potentially this season. Definitely a dark horse playoff team this season. How about D'Angelo Russell? That's kind of where I want to start off first. And... He, he's starting to come back to life. And just as a pull-up jump shooter, D'Angelo Russell was phenomenal tonight. He was making all these plays. He was getting to the rim. He was being a high-level playmaker. I want to say he only had one turnover. Did he turn the ball over at all, actually? Okay, no. I, okay, he had a little bit more of a sloppy game than I remember. But there was a point in time where he only had, like, one turnover. So he did finish tonight, 28 points. Two boards, eight assists, one steal, one block, three turnovers, 10 to 14 shooting, three of six from three. D'Angelo Russell got a poster in the first quarter that was so like bizarre and out of nowhere 
that that um the crowd didn't even like fully react how they probably would have if anybody if like LeBron had gotten a poster or whatever. But it was it was awesome and. D'Lo kind of set the tone early. He was the only guy that felt like played well. I mean, AD was good pretty much the whole game, but those two guys set the tone, and that is why that, that that's why you need D'Lo to play well. Because on a night where LeBron James just doesn't have it, D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves should be able to be the guys that can just carry your offense, and LeBron could kind of just walk through the first three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, LeBron James was really, really good. Well, LeBron, he hit the pull-up three. He got to the rim with a little more purpose than I felt like he did in the first three quarters or two and a half quarters or so. He was getting to the rim a lot more. I'm still, like, I don't grimace, per se, at the LeBron threes as much. Like, I I, I think LeBron, in order for this team to be good, I think you're going to have to live with LeBron taking those because I think for this team to be good, LeBron's going to have to get back into a rhythm as a pull-up jump shooter. I'm going to pull up LeBron's shot chart tonight. We can kind of talk about that first. We're going to talk about Austin. We're going to talk about D'Lo some more. We're going to talk about Max Christie. Also, hashtag free Max Christie on Twitter. So make sure you guys uh, use that hashtag. Get it trending because, yeah, it's free Max Christie because this is this is getting ridiculous, guys. But we'll talk about my free Max Christie campaign in, in just a sec. LeBron James is shot chart tonight. So LeBron, uh, you look at his stats tonight. LeBron was 7 of 17, 2 of 6 from 3. He did have some very sloppy turnovers. He had 19 points, though. 3 for 4 from the free throw line tonight. But if you take out the fourth, the you take out and you only focus on the, the fourth quarter, LeBron James in the fourth quarter tonight was 4 for 6 from the field. One for two from three, and in the final three minutes of the game, LeBron hit a three to, I want to say that put them up two, and then he did miss another three. Um, but LeBron, I thought tonight, especially when it mattered most, LeBron was spectacular, and hold on one sec. LeBron was spectacular tonight, and uh, yeah, that is... Man, I, I, I'm still flabbergasted. I, we, we need some updates on this James Harden trade. Like, please. So, chat, if if you guys do have any updates, please let me know. Put it in the chat. And so that that way, if it does actually happen, we can talk about it tonight. Did see the high pick and roll with LeBron. Uh, let me see if the tracking data is up for the high pick and roll stuff tonight. The Lakers bought the Lakers offensive attack in the fourth quarter and clutch time. I, I just think they were running like stuff per se in the fourth quarter. Was it my cup of tea? No, I, I just don't love that game on the line, you know, and it's maybe not the best idea because A.T. Davis isn't this like high-level jump shooter and shot creator. But it is kind of frustrating and a bit annoying when we do kind of go away from A.D. sometimes in the clutch. So that is that's super, super frustrating. But on a night like tonight where I think LeBron can and, dare I say, will 
in the clutch kind of get things going and able to just hit tough shots. That is super, super encouraging to see. And this is the third straight game, I want to say, where LeBron kind of was able to ramp things up in the fourth quarter, trying to uh, solidify a win. He has that great, uh, in my opinion at least, a really, really solid fourth quarter against Sacramento. If I recall correctly, he kind of slammed the door shut on Phoenix. And then tonight, LeBron, when it mattered the most, hit threes, got to the rim, was efficient in the fourth quarter, and was able to really run this Lakers offense. So kudos to LeBron. Anthony Davis was a world beater tonight. Anthony Davis tonight was great. This is a shot chart. I like this a lot. Like, let AD play in the restricted area. Shoot these elbow jumpers if you need to. He shot a really tough fadeaway jumper a couple of times in the first half. Or no, I want to say in the third quarter. So I, I'm, I'm happy. Like Anthony Davis was aggressive. I never really like felt like I could question 80s motor or his aggressiveness tonight. 26 points, 19 boards, five assists, three blocks, four stocks in total. I love how efficient Anthony Davis has been as a passer so far this year as well, where it feels like he's not like putting the ball in harm's way. He's being efficient with the basketball, not, you know, forcing any turnover, not creating any turnovers or whatever offensively, which is super, super good. I want to touch on the narrative about Austin Reeves because I think the Austin Reeves narrative right now, if I can find them, there we go. I think the Austin Reeves narrative right now is super, super, super interesting, right? So I need, I meant to cut out AD. So I think Austin Reeves, has Austin Reeves struggled? Yes, Austin Reeves has definitely struggled through the first five games now, right? And I guess you could probably even say the first five games plus the preseason, right? Austin wasn't necessarily great in the preseason either, okay? But what I will say is to the narrative that the NBA has figured out Austin Reeves, I think is ridiculous, personally because i don't know you just look at the shots and first off this was austin's best game of the year by the way and which is kind of saying something and speaking to how poorly he's, he's been this year but austin reeves has hold on did they actually do it hold on sorry i saw a message in the chat again guys i'm on pens and needles oh i just got a deal i just got one of them i don't know if this is the actual deal i'm gonna wait for a, for the woge tweet but anyway austin reeves if you look at some of his shot data he is legitimately shooting he's shooting these same exact shots that he's taking last year like these aren't special shots that austin say he's not taking anything that's like outside of his framework offensively right Austin is taking the pull-up threes. And I'm a fan of Austin taking pull-up threes, by the way. Look at last season, Austin Reeves. If you look at the regular season and playoffs for Austin Reeves last season, on pull-up threes, he shot 40.5% on pull-up threes last season. That is something I'm willing for Max uh, – sorry, not Max Christie. Austin Reeves to take. On pull-up threes on a ball screens, he shot 48.5% on those. So, like – I'm good with Austin shooting pull-up threes. Like, that's not something new. Sure, the the volume is 
you know, a bit different, right? But like, and even then, he hasn't even had like the increased volume that the staff has talked about on end, it seems, right? So if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I think the Lakers, I think Darwin rather, is, no, not Darwin. I think Austin is tired. I think I think he's just now kind of getting his legs back, which, like I said, is partially the reason why this is probably Austin's best game of the year because it's, it's taking him that long to get his legs back under him. Because I just refuse to believe that Austin Reeves is just missing all these shots because the NBA figured him out when these are the same exact shots that he's, he took last season, right? Now, can we talk? You can talk about the Austin Reeves playmaking ability, which I think has been kind of suspect throughout the, the first five games. So I think he's missed some very pivotal reads. I think Braun even missed AD tonight, too, but that's neither here nor there. But like, yes, Austin has not been good as a playmaker, right? But the, in terms of the shots Austin's taking, no, Austin is, he's been fine. He's just missing shots. And honestly, He's just in a slump. I am completely fine with where Austin Reeves is at as a player. And I completely expect Austin Reeves to bounce back. And once he's fully, fully healthy, and he'll 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 start to make some shots. I'm I'm not really all that concerned about Austin. What I am concerned about is not playing Max Christie. It makes no sense to me that we're not playing Max Christie, right? Now look. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying Max Christie is this just, you know, all-star in the wings, right, that just isn't getting the opportunity or just like this elite starting caliber player. I'm not saying that about Max Christie at all. And again, hashtag free Max Christie. But what I am saying is that the fact that you're not even willing to try to see what Max is in the NBA regular season game with legitimate rotation minutes is baffling to me when consider like you look at this Lakers defense right now, or you look at this team right now. What are the two biggest problems with this team right now? One is the shooting, which has been super, super inconsistent, right? And number two, it is the chasing ability. Like the Lakers, you can make a legitimate argument, right? I, I would buy it. That Christian Wood is a better, not Christian Wood, I keep saying other players, that Cam Reddish is a better point of attack, like isolation defender, right? So that is why, you know, Cam Reddish makes some sense on Kevin Durant, right? It, it makes sense, right? But when you go against the Sacramento Kings and you go against the uh, Orlando Magic tonight, it doesn't make sense where your problems or are with the chasing ability off ball and even on ball and navigating screens. And your problems are LeBron and D'Lo and Austin. They're creating shots for players. And it's Cam Reddish that's wide open in the corner for three. Why is he wide open? Because he's not a legitimate shooting threat where you have a guy on your roster that literally is a really, really good three-point shooter that's just sitting there. On your roster. And if Max Christie comes in there and he stinks up the joint and he stinks, okay, that's cool. But my gosh, I mean, you got to see it first. Hold on, I'm about to pull it up. I'm about to pull up Max Christie's limited data from last year. 
Max Christie, I'm going to put it on full screen so you guys can see it. I'm going to zoom in some more. Max Christie, last season, he shot 44.7% on unguarded catch-and-shoot threes. He shot 35% on uncontested catch-and-shoot threes. That's still good. Like, how is this dude not playing? And then, I'm curious, I'm just, I, please humor me. Please humor me. What like 0.875 in terms of pick roll uh, defense, 0.571 ISO defense. That's not really much for sample size. But like, my man, he is literally one of your best screen navigators and definitely one of your best off ball chasers. He is literally one of your best catch and shoot three point options. And your offense is struggling to shoot the ball right now and we're just not going to give him any opportunities it makes absolutely no sense especially in back-to-back games where he would have made a ton of sense for this lakers team and for some reason you don't want to play him it makes no sense to me whatsoever free max christie play the guy max struggled shooting threes in the preseason I don't even, like, completely agree with that, man. Because, look, oh, I'm about to pull it up right quick again. Why is Max Christie shooting? He took thir- 37 jumpers, right? 37 jump shots, okay? Why is he taking 23 pull-up threes? Why? And, oh, man, you know, it's a part of it. Uh, not pull-up threes, but pull-up jumpers. 20, 62% of his, pull- of his jumpers were pull-ups. Why? Why am I using Max Christie in pick-and-roll ball handler situations? I'm literally setting this dude up to fail. It makes absolutely no sense. But, hmm, we use him in handoff situations. He's awesome. 71.4% field goal percentage. Like, that. why are we using him as a ball handler? You are making your, like, diminishing his confidence. You are utilizing him in in the wrong way. And like you look goofy by doing it when what you should what you should be doing, if you go back to Max Christie's Michigan State tape, what you should be doing is utilizing legitimate off-screen upside for Max Christie, where he shot, yeah, that number says 31% on off-screen threes, but but 49% in total. 55.3% of off-screen twos. Like, the film is there. Like, I don't understand why we are not utilizing Max Christie better. It makes no sense to me, considering he fills needs on this team. He, I think Trevor said this on the uh, on Lakers Nation Live. But, yeah, Max Christie is master-locked into the bench. And it literally makes absolutely no sense where my guy RB14 says here, they literally forgot how to use Darwin, uh, how to use Max Christie in the preseason. So, yeah, kind of makes sense why Max Christie didn't look that good when you utilize him in a role that makes absolutely no sense for him. Hold on one sec. I'm checking for the deal one more time. Gosh. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So frustrating. I was trying to find the deal, but I can't. So frustrating. Sean, how much better of a defender is Vanda the camera? She's he's he's a better defender for sure. He is definitely a better defender. Matt Christie is scared in the clutch. I know him personally. Based off what? I, I'm genuinely curious. Uh, please get back to me. Sean, cut out Max Christie ISO and pick and roll ball handling at threes, and he's shooting 1.33 points per possession. Yeah. So when we use Max Christie effectively, turns out he's a pretty good basketball player. Sheesh. Don't know why my camera got blurred there for a sec. Um, let's see. Yeah, that, that Christian Wood 3 was bad. That Christian Wood 3 was bad. Sean, let me pull up some more. We can talk about this. Who's the better fit, DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine? We can, we can address this conversation right now. So let me quickly, let's see. Let's, let's take a look at DeMar DeRozan's film. or Not, not his film, but his data through this season. DeMar DeRozan, my here, here's the thing. I think you need either one of them I'm kind of cool with, right? I really want to kind of look at last year. Let's go to last year's data for DeMar. Because, look, what you get from DeMar DeRozan is just an elite shot creator where 1.55 points per possession, 1.055 in, in pick and roll attempts, 1.157 ISO, where he literally – in terms of isolation scoring possessions, hold on. I'm about to 
shrink this down, this sample size. So give me guys that had 1.5 isolation scoring possessions per game. Isolation scoring possessions. Okay, let's do one. For some reason, every single time I try to like do one, synergy just like breaks. All right. One scoring possession last year. That's all I ask. Per game. First off, in terms of possessions per game, there's a lot more players actually used it. But in terms of points per possession, there were only five players last season that were better in isolation than DeMar DeRozan last season. That Those were, one, Colin Sexton somehow. But even then, he only had it limited sample size. Oh, okay, let's increase this then. How many players? We got 99. Okay, let's bump this up to two. Not 102, but two. So out of 46 players, they had at least two isolation possessions a game, right? Number one was Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn, might I add, where he was going nuts, 61.8% effective field goal percentage in ISO, which is absurd. Spencer Dinwiddie, and Dinwiddie I thought had a really good second half of the year, 58.7% effective field goal percentage, which is also kind of absurd. Damian Lillard, who is, you know, really good at basketball. And then DeMar DeRozan. Like, he's he's that guy. And yeah, sure, his effective field goal percentage is going to be lower than some of these other guys, right? But he's also shooting way worse shots. So Synergy has this great tool. Hold on. Woj, Woj, Woj. Hold on. Do I need to pull up my Twitter? We we can get back to this conversation in just a bit. Come on. Huh? Hold on. What? Excuse me? Hold on now. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to take this off the screen right quick. Huh? James Harden has been traded to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, KJ Martin, Multiple draft picks, which in my unless I'm missing something, let me go to re, uh, real GM. We're like talking second round picks here, and pick swaps because like that's literally in terms of like tradable picks. Unless I, if Trevor's here, I would love for Trevor to hop on if he has his if his uh mic's fixed. But and a and a pick swap. Okay, excuse me for James Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philip. What? Okay, never mind. Joel Embiid needs to request a trade tonight. Like, not tomorrow, tonight. Joel Embiid needs to request a trade. Like, ASAP. Because. Oh, my God. So. My shoulder hurts from like from just like looking at this. Okay, and great. Now now Shams wants to tweet out. Nice going, Shams. 
This is a bad deal, like all things considered. <laughs> what in the world? I I just I I don't get it. Yeah, James Harden, uh, not not James Harden. Joel and B needs to request a trade tomorrow night. No Norman Powell, no Terrence Mann. Why do teams keep helping? Why do the teams like keep helping the Clippers? I don't get it. Like, what is like, what do the Clippers have on the NBA where like they just continue to like fleece, allow the Clippers to fleece them? How do they get to keep Norman Powell and Terrence Mann? Like, what picks do they have? Hold on. Is it GM Laboratory? No, what am I looking for? It's not GM Laboratory. Yes, it is. Pick details. No, I don't want pick details. I want a yearly summary. Ouch. Team summary. Hold on, man. Like, I'm baffled right now. Twitter space is going to be jumping tonight. Okay. So I pulled up Real GM. So, first off, this year is the pick swap, right? It's a pick swap with OKC, our least favorable of this pick, Houston 5 through 30, Utah 11 through 30, and OKC, right? Then it's a pick swap with OKC. If it's 11, 11 to 30, I'm sorry, it's, it's 11 to 30 next year. It, if it goes to, uh, and I'm assuming the Clippers will be good next year, right? Then that pick's going to OKC. 2026 is going to the Thunder. You can't trade 27, so that's probably the pick swap. So we're trading our 2028 pick for one year of James Harden? Yeah. That, uh. The math ain't mathing on that one. No Norman Powell. No nothing. Wow. Well, talking about the impact on this deal. Ouch, again, my shoulder. Uh, the impact of this deal for the Lakers. They need Vando back. Um, I, I think that is very... Like very apparent, right? That this team needs Vando back. I think they need Vando back for their point of attack ability. I mean, now more than ever, right? And I think that again, this is I'm not saying that Max Christie is a James Harden stopper, but like again, like James Max Christie can be a screen navigator, like which is a flaw right now. Like, I just I don't understand it, man. It makes no sense to me. Like, they need to play Max. No, oh my gosh. Yeah, mom mentality just reminded me. No Norman Powell, no Terrence Mann, no, Bale, no Bone Thailand. Legitimately the best asset you got back in this trade. Hold on. Let me pull it up one more time. Literally... The best asset that you received in this trade. I don't even know. Like a pick swap? 
Are you kidding me? Yeah. Ham, sure. Ham, yes. Ham isn't the, the, I mean, James Harden isn't the same player that he once was, right? That is, that is accurate, right? But, so we take a look at their pick situation one more time. I can't believe that. But James Harden is the same player he once was. And that is definitely, I, I can agree with you on that one, right? But what James Harden is still, James Harden is a elite playmaker still. And I don't think like elite is like a bad way to reference that either. Like he is still an elite playmaker. Like that is, that that, that goes for, for sure, right? Elite playmaker. Now, it's not like I have this elite ball screen. So like, this is where I'm like, if it still feels kind of weird to me though. Because like James Harden is a, is a really, oh my God, is there more Woj? James Harden is a great talent, right? Uh, there's a third team. Okay. I, I'm just going to essentially keep this up on Woj and we're going to just kind of react for the next like 10 minutes or so. Because I don't know what to do. We're just going to keep this up. We're just going to keep this up. So there is a third team involved in all this. So what is the third team getting? Because there is no way I'm helping you get a James Harden deal done. And I'm not. Hold on. How do I pull up? Is this it right here? Yes. Tweed deck. Okay. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Let me add a column. Hold on, I'm trying to I'm trying to set this up. Woj. Okay. So I, I'm I'm pointing this up on the fly. Don't really know how to do this. Right? I'm not Trevor. But we're, we're gonna walk this through. We're, we're, we're gonna talk about this. All right. So let me pull this up. Cool, cool. All right. So I have, I have my timeline. And I have my stuff right here. So I'm waiting on this Woj bomb to continue unfolding, right? And I didn't share my screen. Lol. All right. I'm going to take this off. But for the time being, so I can see, James Harden, the reason why this still doesn't make a ton of sense to me is because I think right now James Harden isn't the, like, ISO guy that he once was right so like he's he's not the sub creator right he can't just explode and get to the rim like he could anymore last season the playoffs james harden was legitimately a just god-awful finisher right if you count the if you look at the regular season right james harden shot 53 percent at the rim which would rank in the 18th percentile for the regular season, right? 18th percentile. But you look at the playoffs for James Harden, and oh my God, that's what it gets scary. James Harden in the playoffs shot 35% at the rim in the playoffs, generating a 0.71 points per shot attempt. Like, this dude can't get to the rim anymore. He's not this like great self-creator that he once was. 
Hold on one sec. All right. So he's not this insane, like, great self-creator that he once was, right? He is a great playmaker, and he, he is a guy that can eat up innings in the playoffs, right? That is That is factual, right? But with James Harden, to really, like, maximize the playmaking ability, you really need James Harden paired with an elite role man and like this is Zubach is cool but like is he the 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 role man I'm pairing next to 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 James Harden to to help James like be dynamic no man I'm not Trevor makes a good point here on Twitter at Trevor underscore lane two first and a swap that's how the Clippers got a double dot man that other first and how real it is will matter a lot to the overall trade value here and what the uh, 76 is going to potentially flip it for. So that is a good point by the Treb Dog. Again, trying to stay up to date with this whole situation. Neither Woj or James, uh, either, neither Woj or Shams have tweeted out anything else sense this but we do know there is a third team jeez i wish I, I need some water but i don't know man yeah we need Latrev. the sixers are waving danny green philly needed a roster spot to complete the trade okay Who's who's the who's the third team though? I don't really care respectfully about Danny Green in 2023. With all due respect, I don't care about Danny Green. Like, what is the trade? Yeah, Danny's cooked. Love Danny. Thank you for your services. But like, sir, you're you're cooked. Refresh. Let's see. Okay. No way that's accurate. No, okay, never mind. So I said fork on cork moss or whatever. Requested a trade. Yeah, who's the third team? And the reason why I'm, I, I keep asking for a third team is this Woj tweet says the Clippers are also routing the Sixers picked the 76ers an additional future first from a from a third team, right? Yeah, from a third team's like he's saying that it is a third team in this deal. So like, who is the third team? Uh, that, that's really kind of what I, what I want to know before we head out here. But. I mean, it's cool for the Clippers. They they go like legit eight deep, right? Uh, you know, I'm gonna tweet this out. You guys are gonna see me tweeting live. But yeah, I mean, they go eight deep now. 
because now your 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 first eight are uh, James, Terrence Mann, Kawhi, Paul George, Zubac, Russ, Norman Powell, PJ Tucker, Mason Plumley. Oh man, I'm not gonna lie, that Clippers team's kind of tough. I forgot they have Plum. That kind of hurts. I I am I am not gonna hold it to you. That kind of hurt a little bit. I just remember they had Mason Plumley that they brought Mason Plumley back. Like they have depth, depth somehow. Um, like am I am I tripping about this Clippers team, or is their depth like as good in my head as I think it is? Harden, PG, geez, they already updated the ESPN page. Harden, PG, Man, Kawhi, Zubac, Russ, Norman, Kenny Martin Jr. now, Plumley, Bones, Highland. Yeah. That team is like for all the stuff they all the stuff they gave up, they still have depth. Like that. They they, they they're deep. They they have some really, really good depth now. What do you mean I'm tripping? I just list off 10 dudes that, that can play. Now they are all injury prone for the most part. So that is something you definitely have to keep an eye out on. But they got depth. But like Choco says, we have winks. So And th this is their year. This is their year, man. If they, if they don't win now, they're never going to win. Like. Wow, man. I would love to know the third team is. Oh, my gosh. What a crazy night. The Lakers get a win. We get a wild trade to cap off the night. All right. I'm going to refresh like one more time. See if we get any more final updates. Man, that Clippers team is good. I can't wait to watch them. Uh, I, yeah, let's have some fun. Lakers Nation, didn't get to talk about the game as much as I probably wanted to, but that's all good. We'll talk about it again uh, throughout the week. We have a pod, Lakers Nation podcast tomorrow. They'll be dropping, so myself and Trevor Lane will be able to talk about it then. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. We got to break down the James Harden trade and a bunch more. Man, a crazy NBA. Yep, the deal came in 15 minutes ago, and Chris, I appreciate the super chat. Stephen A. Smith is crazy. Uh, oh, pff, lol. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so, so much. See you guys on Wednesday night when we play the Clippers. Good night, everybody. See ya. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.